0: What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right. It's time for the flagship 3FN podcast. This week, we will be reviewing Black Panther 2, better known as Wakanda Forever, for the 3FN Movie Club review. And we have a whole bunch of stuff coming your way during this show. But, before we go any further, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. Well, I know we booed this man last week, and we're still booing this man because, ladies and gentlemen, the man that is currently on vacation until 2023... I give to you, Ron. <coughs>
1: oh, I'm not feeling so well today. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. Some yeah. of these
0: are your sick days.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> not so. Sorry. Do you
0: actually have to fake being sick to get out on this? Or I, I
1: need a, I need a doctor's note because it's after a holiday.
0: Oh, geez, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. And of course, the other nerd, you know him, and he and you know what? He's got the longest introduction of all of podcasting, even though he doesn't need it. It's hashtag Big Natty Cool. hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag challenge accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. I give to you all Diesel. What's going on, my sexy little minnows? Uh, You know what? Everything's looking sexy to you right now. Tiring weekend for yourself. Oh, (laughs) fuck. It was
2: a long weekend with a lot of different games getting released on the same weekend, different expansions, and... For a game store employee, it sucks. (laughs) I will say this. We'll start with you then. Uh, How was your weekend with all that being said? I worked all weekend. I got here Friday night and was put to work. uh, Saturday, I was here all day and did a lot of buy transactions, a lot of selling. It was a long day. And then Sunday, same thing. A lot of card sorting, a lot of buying, a lot of selling. It's been a crazy weekend because we have the new Magic set, The Brothers' War. We have the new Pokemon set, Silver Tempest. We have the new Yu Gi Oh! set. I have no idea what that one's called because fuck that game. <laughs> and then either a new Vanguard, Digimon, or Metazoo and fuck those games too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well said, well put. Ron, how's been your week?
2: Yeah, you know, same old, same old. Uh, I was
1: here with Diesel for most of the times. <laughs> I.
0: But on the other end of the counter. Yeah,
1: I I, I blew the dust off and uh, drafted on Friday and sucked at it, you know. So I failed miserably on Friday. Uh, Saturday, I had to do Two-Headed Giant with uh, Jason. Uh, failed miserably at that as well because I don't know how to play this game anymore.
2: Shout so, out, Jason. Next time you need a partner, I got your back. We'll win the shit. You will. You will.
1: <laughs> I, I tell him that all the time. And then I did a sealed last night. And also failed at this because I don't know how to make decks. So, you know, <laughs> I was here all weekend trying to keep Diesel sane. Watched him yell at people, Ugh. which was hilarious. Purchased Shattered Glass <laughs> Transformer cards because, you know, that's a thing. And not going to be buying the big pimping ones. Screw oh, that. They way, so expensive. They're way too expensive. You know, you could have just
0: had Diesel build your deck for you.
1: Yeah, then I'd have to come downstairs and bug him. <laughs> he was hey. he was he was really busy.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he would have done it in under five minutes. Oh yeah, well, I've blah, seen blah, him blah. put together a deck in five minutes. So he can go smoke a couple cigarettes before first round starts. Oh, but do there, not worry.
2: There's been pre-releases and drafts where it's like I make my deck two other people's decks and still have time to smoke two cigarettes before the round starts I I, I
1: probably will do that next time (laughs) that's what
0: I do I just go over to Diesel what am I playing today (laughs) and how am I I I playing this
1: I mean I lost last night's sealed I lost because the guy had two Teferis that I didn't see game one at all and he was like okay game two he's like Teferi I'm like "All right, I don't have any answer to that but whatever we'll see where I go he's like yeah I had the backup if you had an answer to it I'm like well you had two you should have just told me dude I could have left 20 minutes ago
0: (laughs) two stories Well, my week was pretty good as well. I mean, I went up to a local con and uh, about an hour away, met up with the uh, promoters of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. That was a lot of fun. I ended up having uh, lunch with them. And then I had a relaxing day Sunday other than I went uh, did housework. So it's relaxing still. I mean, it was still at home. Right. Uh, I also went to, uh, and I I really, if you're in the 607 and the guys at the table, went to uh, Food and Fire for brunch. Oh, Nice. Food and Fire now has a brunch. Delicious. Nice. delicious. What kind of brunch time delights do they offer? So what I got was what they call chicken, chicken waffles. So it's chicken and waffles, only you got five of their food and fire wings. Then you got a piece of fried chicken that was amazingly battered. And then you got a waffle, and it was a corn muffin waffle. So it looked like a waffle, made with corn muffin stuff. And they gave a bourbon berry capote as your topping for it, and Ooh. also uh, a spicy uh, uh, maple syrup. Oh, nice. So it's very delightful, very delicious. I enjoyed it the, immensely, so uh, if you're in the 607 area, or actually in the Scranton area, because they have two in the Scranton area. They have one in Steamtown, and they also have one out in uh, by Montage Mountain. So, oh, nice. So if you're in any of those areas and you're listening to us, go there for brunch. It's worth it. And outside of that, you know, just easy-peasy lemons go easy. We also watched the UFC fight with uh, the ODPH you know, I was over there with Padawan Jay, Ken M, and the dog was in the, his house. Nice, which is always a—it's always a good time. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But before we go any further, I got a show note for everybody. So this week there wasn't a ton of stuff that we wanted to talk about for nerd news, and we understand that our Wukanda forever. Uh, Review is gonna be very long. (laughs) So what we're gonna do instead of nerd news is we're just gonna in the first half of the show We're just going to do diesel's movie triple stuff. We will follow that by the first part of The Wakanda Forever 3FN Movie Club review. That is the spoiler-free stuff. We will then take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll remind you again, and then we'll do the full spoiler, full review after the break. Plus, you know, the game, our scores, all that happy jazz. So if you're used to the 3FN Movie Club review, we are going to basically split it in half. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled, you have a little gap in between and you've been warned and we'll warn you again. But if you have, you can listen to the whole show. But yes, no nerd news segment this week. But before we can get to Diesel's movie, a triple stuff, we gotta take care of some business and some shameless plugs that means uh if you guys would like to be so nice and help us spread the word of nerd you can do that by telling your friends about the show remember to tell them they can find the 3fn podcast anywhere you get great podcasts just by searching 3fn and of course while you're there make sure you smash that follow or subscribe button so you get the show delivered to you automatically every week and if you've done all of those things and you still haven't given us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher could i implore you to do so because it helps the algorithm and it helps us out immensely for all of their information, including our social media, uh, handles, you can find that at 3FNPodcast.com there you can find not only our social medias not only like players that listen to the 3FN sh- Podcast and 607TWS but you can also find the Patreon link patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast for as little as $1 a month you get a ton of extra bonus content of course also while you're there you can find the Tee Public link where some nerd wear in the wild and uh, help support the show and uh, last but certainly not least you can also find our friends of the show like the ODPH Podcast Then, if you pop on over to the music directory there, you can find out about the bands who supply us with music so we can come to you commercial-free each and every week and not worried about being copyright-stricken. And that, of course, includes the band that does our theme song, Shout at the Robots. The song is called Fail Better. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp support them because they support us. And last but certainly not least, you can uh, check out the local sponsors that help us bring the show to you commercial-free each and every week week we're gonna give them a shout out right now because that's how important they are first up our main sponsor that provides us with the 8122 production studios dragon master games located at 1235 upper front street in binghamton new york for all of your Magic: The gathering and gaming needs visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com and if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to know about events at the store so you can bug diesel it's simple like their facebook page dragon master games and check out Rexter Rod's auto, deca- uh,
2: auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't for- forget to tell them the 3 Fat Nerds sent you.
0: And last but certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, the event goes down August 25th and 26th of 2023. I know that's a ways away, but coming right up around the corner on Black Friday is the holiday sale that goes from Black Friday to Christmas Eve. You're going to want to check that out. And also, celebrities are going to be announced. Next one is being announced on Black Friday. So, for all that information and more, make sure you visit up on the World Wide Web, sci fi horrorfest.com. And man, we bumbled and jumbled through that shit. And I'm not double taking that. that. It is what it is. <laughs> it's just been one of them days, you know, when you don't want to wake up. Nah, it's not true. <laughs> I didn't want to get out of bed, though, because it was super fucking cold oh, this morning. Oh, my here. God. Yeah, it was a rough Super one. cold. It was like the first time it's been super cold. Like, it's been chilly, but it was, like, super cold when I got up. I was like, nope, not leaving bed today. <laughs> not doing it today. All right. Well, since we're not doing the nerd news, let's skip right ahead, because let's kick this show off in a big, bad way, because it's time for Let's All Go to the Lobby. Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get
2: ourselves a treat. Hey everybody, it's Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Obviously we had a big box office weekend. Coming in at number five with another $2.3 million, we have Smile.
0: Yeah, making all the money still. Still my favorite horror movie of the year. Well, toss up between that and Barbarian, pretty much.
1: Yeah, Yeah, both great.
0: My favorite adult comedy of the year, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, with another
2: three point two million dollars. Yeah, you would say that. <laughs> uh, Ticket to Paradise comes in at number three with another six point one million dollars. Diesel's favorite horror movie of the year. Ooh. And you know our, our big winner this week, Black Adam, coming in at number two with eight point
0: six million dollars. I'm surprised they made another eight point six, considering what number one is going to do.
2: Number one, little movie you might have heard a little something about Black Panther two, Wakanda Forever.
0: It kind of fell short of expectations. Only brought in hundred eighty million dollars domestically. <laughs> yeah, it just fell short of the two hundred million that they thought it was going to do. I mean,
1: well, originally
0: they said one hundred sixty, and then they right. said maybe two. So we got uh, in between. It was yeah. a disappointing open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, if we could only be so lucky to have that as a disappointing <laughs> open. But yes, of course, coming up very soon when we start the three FN movie club review, that will be that review for this week. All right, coming out this week on November eighteenth, we have the inspection okay Taurus UK, Weinstein the musical aka she said which me and Diesel may go see <laughs> and do a bonus review The keep your ears posted that'll probably be on Patreon
2: and then the big movie for this week coming out is the menu starring Anna Taylor joy
0: which of course is next week's 3FN movie club review if you're uh, interested uh, I can't wait to see it a food yeah. horror movie I'm gone. it's not cheesy <laughs> and I know
2: Diesel's in he's yes. so in yeah it looks pretty cool Uh, Coming up the following week on November
0: 23rd, we have Strange World, Devotion, Bones and All, and The Fablemans. And last but certainly not least, we also have a movie that is not coming to the movie theaters, but is coming to Netflix, which will be that week's 3FN Movie Club review. And that, of course, is Knives Out 2 Glass Onion. I
1: thought it was coming out for a week.
0: No, that's that's when it's coming out.
1: Yeah, I thought I was coming out for a week. No, not here. No,
0: not here at all. (laughs) You have to be in a bigger market, Ron. You do not live in a big market. (laughs) So with that being said, Diesel, that's going to bring us over to this week's top three. All right. This week's your top three alternate alter
2: egos of villains or superheroes. Alter egos. So just
0: explain that a little more. All right. So just for the people
2: at home. So we all know Spider-Man is Peter Parker, but there's a lot more Spider-Man out there. Well, I'm asking your favorites. So Miles Morales, um, Ben Reilly, yeah. So for any of your favorite characters, like your favorite is. alternative version of them.
0: Okay, well, that gets a little tricky out there, but okay, uh, okay. So and my number three uh, is going to get a lot of heat because I always get a lot of heat for it. But I'm going to go with John Stewart, Green Lantern. Then, uh, well, some people don't like John Stewart. I
1: don't know why. I don't best, know he's why the best one there.
0: Yeah, exactly. But some some people just don't like him. Uh, number two is going to be a Peter Parker offshoot, but it is going to be when uh, Otto Octavius took over uh, the mind and body. Superior they, they switched this to Superior Spider-Man, so we're, I, I think that counts. Yep. Oh, That's yeah. going to be my number two because it was interesting and convoluted. But fuck yeah, man, fuck yeah! And then last but not least, I am actually going to go. Man, it was this is this was a real 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 tough one for me because. I am a fan of Eddie Brock's Venom, but I also like Flash Thompson's Venom as of right. late, especially yeah. when they went over to him being handicapped in the wheelchair yeah. after he was a, a vet. Yeah. I think that, that was a, is a really good story arc, so I'm going to go yeah. with that as my Major number one. Venom. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Go ahead, Ron. You're up next. Uh,
1: Number three. I I'm. I got a Green Lantern on my list, too, but it's not any of those. It's Guy Gardner. Okay. By far. Far more superior than hell, or,
0: or or in French, ghee, <laughs>
1: ghee Gardner. Uh, number two is the Batman who laughs. Oh, like I, I just love that arc, that whole dark uh, metal universe thing. Uh, and then number one is Shatterglass Glass, Optimus Prime. All right, you know, all right. Just think of Joker and a big metal body.
2: I like it. And Diesel, your top three. All right, number three, we're going with my example there. Miles Morales is Spider Man. Oh. Uh, you guys, we are all big fans of Into the Spider-Verse. That oh, yeah. was my massive introduction to it. Love the character. Number two, shout out Ken, because there was a second Captain America before we got the Falcon as Captain America, and that is John Walker. You mean U.S. Agent? Well, he was Captain
0: America for a little while. Brief time, but he's better known as U.S. Agent. Yes. And that's what pisses Ken off, is U.S. Agent. More than anything.
2: And then number one, uh, a different version of Batman, the Thomas Wayne Batman. Thomas uh, Wayne. Yep.
0: You didn't go with the uh, Damian Wayne version? You know, oh, the whiny f- emo I, one? I hate
2: Damian Wayne. If I could kill a <laughs> fictional child, that would
0: probably be the one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. And we're going to mosey right on over to... Welcome to... Three the the Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please
2: keep our theater clean by disposing of trash and specified containers and remember gift certificates are available for any special occasion
0: enjoy the show that is right it is now time for the first half of the 3fn movie club review of wakanda forever and do not fret the people who have not seen it yet It is the spoiler-free half, so you don't have to go anywhere if you haven't seen the movie already. There's going to be a break before that and another warning. Just want to throw it out there. If you're not familiar with the 3FN Movie Club, the way we're going to be breaking it up this week is the spoiler-free and the spoiler section like we normally do, only it's going to be in two different segments due to the fact that we didn't do nerd news. So... On this portion of it, for those of you who who are not familiar, and thank you if this is your first time listening, we are going to go over the stats of the movie, we are going to go over the synopsis, spoiler free, and last but certainly not least, we're going to give our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or a thumbs down, spoiler free recommendation. In this scenario, usually we would just play the spoiler alert and be done. Now, because we're splitting it in half, there will be a break. And on the other side of the break will be the spoiler full review. We'll warn you again before we do it. And then, of course, uh, we'll be playing the game with following up with the nerd score and my critic score to end out the show. Gentlemen, are you ready to talk spoiler free about Wukanda forever? Yep. All right. That sounded very, did not sound very energetic. <laughs> I am going to spoil the fuck out of this for you bitches. You are going to spoil it. You're not going to do that <laughs> no. in the beginning. We, we have, you have more class than this. <laughs> not much, but you have more class. Okay. So here is the synopsis, spoiler free, of course, from IMDb. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. That is so basic. But it's so perfect when you don't want to give away the fucking movie. Yeah, pretty much. So I got to give him credit for that one. It's accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. (laughs) Once again, I would say almost too accurate. Well, Wakanda Forever was released on November 11th, 2022, even though we saw it on the 10th. That's always confusing to people. And then the world premiere was on October 29th. But, you know, hey, Uh, runtime 161 minutes. The director of this film was Ryan Coogler. He also directed Black Panther. And on top of that, he directed Fruitvale Station and Creed, uh, amongst other things that we love him for. Uh, The screenplay was written by Ryan Coogler as well. Uh, He has has written everything he's directed and done the screenplay for it. And then also Creed 2. He did not direct Creed 2, but he did write Creed 2. And he was joined by his writing partner who has joined him a couple times, including on Black Panther. That was Joe Robert Cole, who's also done Amber Lake and All Day and a Night. So both of them get together and they knocked it out of the park with Black Panther. We'll soon find out if they did it with Wakanda Forever as well. Cinematographer on this movie was Autumn Durrell Uh a bunch of shorts, music videos, and comedy specials, but also has done some big movie and big shows as Macho and Palo Alto, which were both big indie films, yep. and Loki, Ooh, the nice. series. She did uh, a, a few of those episodes as well. Very nice. cool. So that's pretty awesome as well. Let's jump right into the actors. Now, I am not going to spoil any actors who were in the movie that were surprises. I will say this, there is three big surprises in Wakanda Forever that we're not going to touch, obviously, for reasons, but we will talk about them in the spoiler full review. Let's talk about the people we can talk about, though. First up, Letitia Wright, who reprised her role as Shuri uh, in the MCU. Uh, Obviously, besides MCU movies, she has been in Ready Player One, Sing Two, and Death on the Nile most recently. Okay. Yes next up is a favorite of all of us and I always butcher her name and I apologize for it every time but Lupita Nuengo, who played Nakia uh, besides also the MCU she's also been in 12 Years a Slave she was the voice of Maz Kanata in Star Wars yep, for yep. those people who forget about it and also was in Jordan Peele's Us mm-hmm. and the 355 remember the Charlie Angels kind of women's yep. spy movie oh, yeah, she right. was in that that was most recently next up would be Denai Gora. Who played Okoye? Of course, you most know her from Michonne on The Walking Dead, but also has been in the Visitor Ghost Town and has reprised the role of Okoye three different times in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Next on the list, Winston Duke Mbaku. He, uh, of course, also with, with Lapita, he was in Us. Mm-hmm. Also, Nine Days and Spencer Confidential. I love Winston Duke. I hope he gets a lot more yeah. fucking work. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, MVP of this movie for me. He was great. There's two people in this MVP. We'll get to the other one in a second. I loved the cast. That's spoiler free, but I will tell you, M'Baku is one of my favorites. Uh, next up, we have Angela Bassett, Queen Romanda, and uh, you know her from, and I I didn't write everything down because I think she has 162 different credits on IMDb, but I picked out some favorites. Boys in the Hood, Malcolm X, What's Love Got to Do With It? vampire in Brooklyn yep. waiting to exhale how Stella got her groove back I threw that on there for you diesel mr. 3000 remember that's what she did with Bernie Mac that's why yep. I threw it on there cuz I love me some Bernie Mac rest in peace she was in the Green Lantern and also bumblebee for Ron yep and most recently she was in Seoul yep so that brings us to the last person we're going to omit from the original cast reprising roles before we get into a couple newcomers and it's Martin Freeman Playing Everett Ross. Of course, you know he's English, and he came from the same camp as our good friends Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And uh so he was in Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. And also, you might remember him from the Hobbit movies. Yeah. <laughs> and now we I have the. he was in those. Yeah, you forgot.
1: Simon Pegg movies.
0: He was also on the other TV shows as well. I just I didn't really Yeah, I completely, yeah. completely forgot that about that.
1: Now that you said it. <laughs> now, most
0: people forget that he's English.
1: No, I know he's English because of. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes
0: yeah well next up is our two new, new cast members to the MCU and to the Black Panther franchise first up Tinak Huerta who played Namor uh, you remember he's been in, he's a huge star in Mexico by the way a lot of Spanish films a lot of Spanish uh, uh, daytime shows as well which down there that's like the big fucking thing if you guys don't know yeah was a big telenovela star yes, yes. sir yeah. but he also has been inspector and the forever purge okay and next, a young lady who has won us over as Ironheart and is getting her own show on Disney Plus, but we got introduced to her on this movie, Dominique Thorne playing Riri. Uh, she was also in If Beale Street Could Talk, Judas and the Black Messiah as well. So she's got some good acting chops, and uh, I'm just going to say of her performance in this movie, cannot wait to see Ironheart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that that's a, a spoiler at all. That's just fucking amazing. So if you were on the fence about Ironheart, don't be. This movie had a budget of $250 million. Diesel, you said domestically, made $180 million. A huge loss. Worldwide, <laughs> worldwide, $330.3 million in its opening weekend. So it made us money back and then some. Yeah, we did get a huge multiplier on its, on its uh, original investment. They're not going to do another one. Okay, so here's the thing I want to point out. In this new day and age, of course, things are a little lower now. Next week, now we've always had these big drops, usually around is six, somewhere between sixty and eighty percent on week two. I want to take a little game here because I w- we will see next week. How big do you think the drop for Wakanda Forever is going to be? I'm going to go on a limb and say it's not going to be as big as other movies. I think it's actually going to have pretty good retention because I think a lot of people are going to go see it again, and there's still a lot of people who have not seen it. I'm going to say it's only going to do a. drop. And I think I'm high on that. I think it might only do 20, but I think it's only going to drop 30%. Diesel, what is your guess? So, and granted, we're going to go see the menu this week, but
2: the menu is not going to take a lot of pull from this movie. I do think it's probably going to still have a a significant drop, but even with, I'm going with 50% drop, I think it's going to make 90
0: million on its second week. Ron? I'll go in the middle and hit 40. So you're going to go 40? So we got 30... 50 40 all right i I wrote them down because next week i want to check against uh, and see who did what because i think that uh it's it's a cool thing because i really think this is going to have a better retention than most movies have and i don't think it's going to drop that far yeah and there's not much coming
2: out this upcoming week that is going to pull from it and this is going to be a movie that goes out a lot but i I think if it hits 50 percent, it's still pulling in a shit ton of money for its second week 90 million dollars for its second week is huge numbers i I
1: think I think next week it's going to drop, but I think it's going to be relatively the same the week after. Is what uh, I think.
0: You think it's going to hold there too? Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think thirty percent next week, and I think it might drop to fifty after that. But the fifty still will be, you know, right <sighs> I, around ninety million. I, think, I think this movie is going to have some staying power because the next big movie, you know, the next quote-unquote big movie isn't until the middle of December. That's Avatar. Yeah. That's that's you know, if you think it's big, whatever it is, what it is. I'm not here to argue that point. Well. That's going to bring us to the spoiler-free recommendation. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, with an ex- with a spoiler-free why. We'll start with Ron. What do you give Wakanda Forever?
1: This is definitely a thumbs up. Uh, if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this. If you are a Marvel fan, you'll enjoy this. This is definitely a great stepping stone moving forward, and it is a solid movie all around.
2: Diesel. Uh, the introduction of Namor was done perfectly. I love this movie. There are things about this movie I did not like. We'll get into that later on. But even with the things I didn't like, I still two thumbs up, two big toes up. I will see this again in theaters. I love this movie.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be with Diesel on this. I'm a big fan of the movie. I'm, I'm two thumbs up on it. Yeah, if every movie there's problems, we'll talk about that in the spoiler full part. But I got to say, and this is all spoiler free, great acting. Uh, the returning cast was amazing the new members the two biggest new members amazing they like I said there's three surprises that I thought in any other movie one of those surprises even in the MCU would have been like oh shit this is great because uh, it's definitely a way to turn the movie but here we get three of them and it doesn't feel overdone or out of place and it doesn't step on anything so I thought that was good uh, the story was emotional it was there was some still some fun moments in the in the movie as well as some good action so I mean this is a, and if if you like stunning looking things once again, you know the team of Coogler uh, and and Autumn. Well, Autumn was the first time on this one, but Ryan Coogler definitely had his hands into it. You could see this beautiful world. Uh, yeah. Remember, if when you remember what you saw in the first Black Panther movie, when you saw Wakanda for the first time, like in its all its glory, not the little snippet you saw at the end of Civil War, but like when you saw Wakanda and you were like, "This is gorgeous." I had that same feel, feeling when we go to Tolokan. Yeah. Yes. The first time you see Tolokan, you're like, "Ooh, this is cool. So I'm saying I, there's something with the stylistics that Ryan Coogler and the way he picks cinematographers to bring his vision to life is phenomenal. And you're not going to be disappointed there. Like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a damn good movie. And I highly recommend it. At this point, we are going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue the 3FN Movie Club review. We'll warn you again that we're going to start the spoilers before we do. But on the second half of the show, it will be the spoiler full section where we go into our spoiler full review and the game, our scores, and more after this break.
2: Hey, this is Bill Tash from Obscure Form. You can follow me on Facebook at Obscure Form. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bill Tash. Check me out on Spotify or help me out on Bandcamp at Obscure Form. You are listening to the 3FN Podcast.
0: in here this place is amazing the air is pristine and the water my mother told stories about a place like this a protected land with people that never have to leave that never have to change who they were what reason do you have to reveal your secret to the world
2: i am not a woman who enjoys repeating herself
0: who are you i have many names My people call me Ah Ahkukunkan, but my enemies call me Namor. That is right. That is a little clip from Wakanda Forever, the introduction of Namor. Saying it like him, it sounds so much sexier that way. (laughs) I just want to throw that out there. And we are now into the second half of the show. And of course, this is going to be the spoiler full review for Wakanda Forever i'm gonna say it real quick here if you have not seen wukanda forever and you do not want this movie spoiled this is your time to stop the podcast if you've made it this far watch the movie come back and then hear what we have to say but if you've already seen it or do not care if it gets spoiled we are going to play the spoiler alert right now to uh signify that we're going to be talking spoilers all right spoiler talk is going in and we are going to talk wakanda forever the and we're going to give it the like our likes and dislikes about the movie kind of weigh it out we're not going to go scene for scene but i'm sure we have a lot to say about the movie i already kind of started so i'm going to start there this movie has amazing visual effects amazing acting going on uh so checking the boxes of the cinematography of the score and the screenplay and of the acting i think that that's a big deal here uh Passing around the table, like I said, I my first thing is I got to give a shout out. My MVP of the movie from the returning cast is M'Baku because oh, yeah. this movie is a very serious movie. There's some emotional parts. There's some really, there's some really good messaging in the movie as well. Never feels didactic, but they have the messaging there. Plus, they also have the emotional parts. Of course, with the passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman, they do some amazing stuff to tribute him. As a matter of fact, some of this I, I I read earlier in the week from I do believe it was a writer for IGN that had said that some of the, the some of the most emotional parts of this movie have no sound, which is true. There's a couple times in this movie where the sound goes away and you just see images of Chadwick Boseman in the role, even in the beginning when they play yeah. the Marvel thing. It's yeah. all him, and it's silent. There's no noise. They,
1: they give him his moment of silence like th- three times in this movie.
0: And it's it's impactful and it's yes. powerful, and I thought that that was very cool on its own. So in a movie like this, I think the MVP, in my opinion, for the returning cast has to be M'Baku because he plays not only the role of a badass fucking warrior as he is, but he brings back that comedic performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Remember in the first one, of course, famously with the uh, we're going to eat him. No, we're vegetarians. They continue that as he walks into a meeting eating a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then uh, the, the the more scene where as you hear is the, my people call me Kukukan. Of course, mixing in the Mayan mythology uh, into the universe, which I thought was fucking awesome. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. There's a scene. It is probably my favorite comedic and one of my favorite scenes in the movie where they've gone to M'baku's, uh castle, if you will, in the, hill, in the mountains. And he's kind of like... They call if you if you want to kill him, it's gonna bring some problems because his people call him Kukukan, which means the feathered serpent god. They don't view him as a man, they view him as a god. You can't just kill a god and then everybody looks at him and goes, What? Just because we live in the mountains does not does not mean we do not have books and read. And it's such a great, like, he says it straight. Like, it's such it's so cool. Uh, I liked a lot of fun. Uh, How would you guys feel about M'Baku? And what other performances did you love in this movie? Because there's a lot of great ones. Yeah,
2: shouting out M'Baku for this movie, though. He was the conscience of this movie as well. Yeah. Um, this movie, you know, goes through the beginning of the movie with, you know, they're still mourning the loss of T'Challa. Later on, there's going to be mourning more. And he is the guiding voice for Shuri. And he he did amazing as that. And it was this really unlikely duo at that point of Shuri and Mbaku, like, being friends. And, like, him trying to, like, earnestly guide her to making the right decisions. Which was really cool.
0: Well, to jump back in before we talk about it. Because I do want to express that a little more. Uh, Obviously, because King T'Challa is dying, we come in and uh, she's trying to save... uh, Shuri's trying to save King T'Challa. Cannot. And so that's when we get into the whole funeral procession later in the movie though, uh, the queen, Queen Amanda becomes queen again, but later in the movie, she also meets her death at the hands of Namor. Yeah. So that leaves Suri as the new queen. And in that moment where we have this really sad funeral, because it was very emotional, the death of, because basically Queen dies because she saves Ruri. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she jumps in and gets Riri out of the water. And In the process drowns and so therefore like this there's that emotional scene And then you have this all these emotions going through for Suri Which we'll get to in a minute because later on when we talk about it because it's definitely something that's awesome in this movie and Mbaku stands back at the funeral and she's like, well, why haven't you left and he goes well, I promised your mother That if this day ever came, that I would be here to be your counsel and to help guide you in the right directions. So when you say conscious, he does play this big role. And that's why he's telling her that it's probably not a good idea to go and kill a god when she decides it. And we'll get to why she decides to kill a god in a few minutes. but. Yeah, it's not a good idea to kill a god because their people are never, it's going to be, basically he says it's going to mean wa- constant war for Wakanda. We will be a constant war with uh, Tolokan because they're never going to leave it alone. It's not just a man to them. Yeah, That's yeah. a god. They worship him. And so I thought that that was really kind of cool in the movie. I also got to say that I, a huge, huge, huge shout out to the performance uh, by uh, Tanakh Huerta as uh, Namor. Uh, fucking amazing. Yes. Amazing. And heavy dialogue, but it didn't even seem heavy. Yeah. Like when he goes in, basically, so they explain in the movie, he got the name Namor because when he came back to his mother's his mother, because of uh, the colonizers, they had to leave their home on the surface and they ended up drinking the root and they everybody turned blue and got gills except for him because his mother, she was pregnant with him yes. when this all happened. So when she finally drank the root... Because of that and he was born in the water, he has he's a mutant. He says in the movie, he uses the M word, he says I'm a mutant and because I had you know, because I have the mutant gene, whatever in that flower activated my ability, so I never turned blue, I kept the same color. And people promised her if she took this elixir that he would be their king. Yes. So Because he's a mutant, he doesn't die. He's hundreds of years old. Ages slowly. Very, very slowly, because he still looks amazing for a guy who's, what, 600 600 years old, I think he is at this point? They
1: did, but he did state that. He goes, my age has been slowed. Yes.
0: and he doesn't, he doesn't need gills to breathe. He can breathe on the surface and in the water. We do find out more about that later. But he can breathe in the surface and in the water. And he's of natural color. The only difference is the only mutations he has that you can tell that don't make him normal, a normal human being, if you will, is he has the pointy ears and he has the wings on his ankles that he can fly, which is true to the character. But it was a badass way to explain it instead of being weird. And... When he explains all this he says that when he comes back up his mother dies and he comes back to land as a little boy Just because his mother wanted to be buried in the land of their ancestors And there was colonizers there and they had enslaved his people and they see this young boy And they're gonna kill him and then needless to say him and his people wipe out the entire fucking Area and bury his mother and he was like and at that point in juncture That's when I wage. He was like That's when I got my name no more because I have no love for the people on the surface it's fucking great.
2: Yeah, there was yeah. A, one of the guys that was dying is like t- saying that he's a child without love, Namor, no and it was like my dick can't get any harder. That's the greatest <laughs> way to explain Namor. No that is perfect. Oh, I agree. <laughs> and it
0: was it was and and like he's like that's the name. Yeah. So that's why in the clip you heard that we played on purpose to his people they call him Kukulkan, which mm-hmm. ties it into the Mayan mythology of the feathered serpent god. But he also called, calls himself Namor. So
2: so the overwhelming plot of this movie, though, is they are looking for this scientist who created this thing that can detect uh, vibranium. For the first time in the history of the world, there's a machine that can now detect vibranium. They want the scientist. They want to kill her. They want to make sure that never happens again because Tolokan has their
0: own supply of vibranium. Which, of course, surprises the Wakandans because they thought they were the only ones with
2: vibranium. So it turns out this is how we meet Riri. She is just like a child prodigy who is working with Stark technologies, but she figured out a way to detect uh, vibranium for a project, by the way, for a project, <laughs> not even, she was not paid to do this. This was like a college project and the ocean people want her dead. And this is a overwhelming arc throughout the movie of, you know, would you sacrifice to keep the peace between Wakanda and Tolokan by giving up one outlander essentially? And, it was a cool little premise to like, cause later on we get the, Oh, your dad definitely would have got, gotten rid of this girl to
0: protect conduct. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're going to get <laughs> yeah. to that in a, in a few moments. Cause I, am sure that's gotta be one of the things, but I will say to kind of, kind of go yeah. on there. This is the part of the movie where you see that you're going to see a yin and yang in Suri. You see that she's much like her brother, when it comes to the compassion of this girl later on, we're going to see the Yang. But at the same, I I thought that was really kind of a neat dichotomy that she comes into this and she's not willing to give up this one girl for peace. She's willing to go to war. She's willing to risk it all for one person because she's like, this is a young girl. She doesn't deserve to die. So in that, in that aspect, she's very much like her brother and then we'll see the Yang of it. But
2: yeah. And um, the RiRi character was phenomenal. Like, it did not feel pandering or anything. You're just like, all right, so we got this really smart girl that is building some cool-ass shit. And, like, the way the actress played her off was fucking phenomenal. It, it has me super excited for the Ironheart TV show, which I was not really feeling at all until now. Um, But it was it's a great focal point of the movie being like, do we want to protect Wakanda? Protecting this girl that we don't know. She's not Wakandan. Yeah. And just being like, you see the good heart of Suri by being like, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to save this girl. We're not going to give her up to keep the peace, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, and we also find out Wakanda is in trouble because that scene where we played to come back from the break, that is when Namor comes into Wakanda through the waterway undetected. Yeah. So he comes in and after that scene continues that with a threat of, hey, you either find us this scientist girl and deliver her to us so we can take care of her. Or we're going to go to war and destroy wakanda yeah yep and we have the great scenes too
2: of you know the wakanda outreach ship going out there and all of a sudden there's this a a military operation to try to get the vibranian tools and it just so happens that the next day is queen ramonda at the un and all of a sudden like the the frenchmen that were doing this thing are brought to them and just being like Here's your guys. We didn't kill him this time. Yeah, that next was, time. Be warned. She was baller in this movie, Queen Ramona. Oh, Angela yeah, Bassett played a
0: cold-ass bitch. She <laughs> played what she had to be as a ruler, though. That yeah. was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was great. Pretty awesome. Um, going into any acting, do you want to add anybody you want to throw out there for the actors, Ron?
1: Uh I mean, seeing uh, Ross back is was always great. Like he, you know, he was another comic relief set of characters that we needed on both sides, and so it was a nice little, nice little take on it. You know, he always does a great job, and just seeing it there and looking at how they're going to go forward with other stories, you see why Thunderbolts is going to be moving forward. You understand now what's happening. Um, You don't get a lot. You don't get anything. There's no extra scenes showing like the team getting together and i'm just saying like you get enough in this just to be like let's go
0: well let's just say it we get one the first surprise in this movie because it was the first surprise in this movie is he goes to to a meeting after there's this fight because when they get riri the feds are closing in on the wakandans which is suri and okoye and they of course escape the feds only to be attacked by the tolkien's Tol- Tol- uh, how do we say that? Yeah, that's right. So right. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So they get attacked and that's where they take, well, Suri offers herself up, but nobody, uh, the queen doesn't know this at this point in juncture. And also on top of Suri offering herself up, they take Riri too. They take them back to their place. Yeah. Okoye has to come back. And of course, speaking of being a bad, a bad bitch and Angela Bassett in this movie, she's like, fucking you failed me more than once. You're, you're stripped of your title it's and, and, and get out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, he, she's being too hasty, and she rips into her. Like, you you cost, you cost this, and you cost that, and now your traitorous husband, and and all this. Yeah. And then she's like, at least you get to go see your husband. I cannot see my son. It was fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah.
2: The scene in the trailer where it's like, I'm the queen of the most powerful nation, and I've lost everything. That's right there. She comes down blazing on poor Okoya.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fucking great, but... Uh, in that instance, when we get the uh, FBI, you know, we get Everett Ross showing up to investigate. But then we find out who's in charge of the scene. And who is that, uh, Diesel? Uh,
2: Valentina, whatever. The is f- it Fontaine? Fontaine? Fontaine or something, yeah. yeah. This is going to be one of my dislikes. I do not give a fuck about Julia Louis-Drivis. I, I do not like this character.
0: Yeah, that's fine, but uh, this is tying this movie into Thunderbolts, which I instantly looked over at Ron and go, you know what they're doing here? Yeah. Right? They're uh. gonna, they're gonna do the Wakandans are gonna be back for fucking the Thunderbolts. That, they're gonna be trying to get vibranium. That's what that's gonna be. Pretty much. Uh, I, I, I think that's where we're gonna go. Yeah. Maybe give it to Namor back there as well. So Thunderbolts might be big, bad, big, big and badass. After I, all, I'm hoping. But uh, yes, we do get her in there. We also find out that uh, Val is the ex-wife of whatever Ross. <laughs>
2: Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is so, hilarious. Which
0: is hilarious. They have some. They have some good chemistry together yeah. as far as like that. So I, I hope we get to see see more of that. Yeah, and well, Ross has has found
2: beads. He found Shuri's beads and is using them to kind of get some extra information, but not share that along the chain of command.
0: <laughs> Although later on, we find out that uh, Val is smarter than that and has bugged everything. So therefore, <laughs> yeah. uh, they catch on to him. And he gets arrested, but that's towards the end of the movie, and we find out more there. We'll go back there, but I don't want to skip over that because obviously, that's pretty much his arc. He's trying to help out Cream yeah. Ramonda, and the and the Wakandans because he he's you know he owes them his life. Yeah. Right. yeah. So he's like, I will do whatever I can for you. Just you need to give me more so i can help you and he does he tries to help them as much as they can uh but however it, it does cost him his freedom towards the end yep <laughs> and
1: kylanizer in chains yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> Koye,
0: colonizer in chains huh,
1: never thought i'd see that
0: <laughs> and then uh we go though to where they're keeping suri and riri and it's in a it's in a cave system not underwater because obviously they can't be underwater and this is where we get the first time where we have a really good meeting with suri And more, and he's explaining his past. He's explaining his origins. And then he says, you know, about seeing Tolokan. And she's like, I would love to see it. And he was like, well, you can't go down there. The pressure would kill you. But we have suits. (laughs) But it was kind of (laughs) funny how he he goes like, you couldn't breathe, and the pressure would kill you. But we do have some suits. Which...
1: Coincidentally, he got from the beginning of the movie. Yes,
0: <laughs> and it was kind of funny. So they, she, he, he takes her through, and they go into Tolicon, and then you get that. I said it in the spoiler-free part, but you get that. Like, remember when you saw Wakanda for the first time on the big screen? You get Tolicon for the first time. They have their own fake sun. It's just like this nice area. It reminds you a lot of Wakanda, only with the uh, Mayan Azteca yeah. flair. Uh, How did you think about, how did you feel about the first uh, time seeing Tolokan? Well, even before we get there, just the dynamics
2: between Namor and Shuri were great. Like, you see, he offers her royal guard because she is royalty, so we will treat you as royalty down here. And then, you know, um, he gifts her this bracelet, which is going to come into importance later, but it signifies very important for the culture And then you you see this friendship building, and they might not have the same idea because, you know, one side wants to kill this girl. The other side is like, no, we don't want to kill this girl. But you see this friendship forming and possibly a romance. And then you get them going down there, and he's taking her. It felt almost like Aladdin, a brave new world. Like, they're going down there on a magic carpet ride, and she is seeing some beautiful, like, an underwater Wakanda. It was a great scene of her
0: in amazement. Yeah. And her face played it off amazingly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then, well, this is all happening. Uh, Queen Ramonda goes to get some help, and she goes to Haiti. And in Haiti, she runs in uh, to Nakia, and she's in Haiti, and she says they have Surrey, and I need a spy. And she's like, I haven't been doing it for a while, but she was like, you know, you know, once a Wakandan, always a Wakandan. Yeah. So Nakia goes, "Fuck it, I'm going." So Nakia hunts down the legend of Namor, and finds where he is uh, based upon the earrings that Suri is still wearing, but she needs more of a location, so she finds it, and after they come back from seeing Tolokan, Nakia makes the move, ends up saving Riri and Suri, and they go back to Wakanda, and of course, this really, really pisses off Namor. Oh, killing off uh, Tolkien in the process as well. Yes, right. and really pissing off Namor. Yeah. So this is where we get our first big action scene, because... The uh, well, we had the big one on the. We had one on the boat, uh, but it wasn't as action It was you got to see the sirens in the water, making people dive into the yeah. water. You got to see some action, but this is the first real, real action scene as the T'olikins come to Wakanda. And they destroy fucking Wakanda.
2: And it's great because you have a scene of dialogue. I forget with who. I think it's Okoye and somebody else. And you just see the water coming up in the background.
0: Oh, it's Nakia and Okoye.
2: And just water is just coming into the background. And it's not not zoomed in on that. It's just all of a sudden you're just like, oh, there's more water. (laughs) Oh, then you're just like, oh, shit. It was filmed extremely well where if you're looking into the background, you just see the water rising. And then
0: all shit hits the fan. Mind you, right before shit hits the fan, we get him Baku going. The fishman. Why should I be worried about some fishman? I can destroy some fishman. And of course, he gets his opportunity, and the fishman punches him straight in his chest and knocks him about thirty feet backwards and takes him out. He's just like, Ugh. Yeah.
2: breaks his chest plate armor, and he is left there just gasping for breath. And, you know, we see the heroic side of M'Baku, too, and shit's hitting the fan, though. He just jumps into the water to start rescuing people. And then you see a giant fin, and you're just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Because, you know, obviously we're going underwater, and you're expecting, like, a fuck you shark. What's better than a fuck you shark? An orca. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like... Whew. With with <laughs> a shit ton of tolicans
0: on it. Like, fuck.
1: Like, there was no sharks to be seen. It was all killer whales and other whales, and you're just like... Oh, yeah, that's much more dangerous than a shark. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we get to the point where uh, Namor gets to, you know, he, they try to take him out. He doesn't get taken out. He makes it to uh, where Queen Ramunda is, and she's with Riri. And then he throws their water bombs, because yeah. they're kind of like a water bomb. And it breaks in, and it floods out the entirety of the main hall of the... It's not a castle. It's more of oh, the, the throne room. The throne room and of course that's where riri goes under the water uh queen romando goes down saves her but can dies in the process and that's where suri comes in and they're all trying to work on her and suri's very upset obviously because her mother is now dead and now she's got vengeance
2: well there was a great scene too because you know once the water drops down no more still there you're queen now mourn your losses and just takes off, and you're just like,
0: holy oh, holy fuck. Mourn yeah. your losses, we'll be back in a
2: week. Yeah, yeah. And you better make the right decision. Yeah. Pretty you're much. queen now, mourn your losses, and de- deuces out, and you're just like, oh, what a fucking baller. Like, holy shit. So yeah.
0: basically, they have a weak timeline, and it's like, so the people start moving to the hills of where Mbaku is it's because they don't want them to be there when the fight comes. But. Suri's so like, we're fucking fighting this guy. So in the meantime, her and Riri, because Riri's like, I owe your mother my life. I owe you my life. I want to be part of this. So she starts developing her suit. She had developed a bootleg kind of suit, if you will. But now she's using vibranium and, you know, Wakandan technology to develop a suit, which we will now, you know, later on when we see it, we'll talk about that because I we had different feelings, obviously, on it, which will become her Ironheart suit, yeah. obviously. Then at the same time, Remember I said before that Suri was trying to save T'Challa's life? Well, she was trying to save his life by recreating the heart-shaped herb. Because obviously, as we know, Killmonger burnt that shit to the ground. Yes. So she's like, if I can recreate it synthetically, it will have the same and it has the same properties. I can save my brother's life. She couldn't get the job done, and that's where we opened the movie. Well, Diesel had foreshadowing and mentioned there was a bracelet given to surrey by Namor, and Namor says that this was given to him by his mother and what is that bracelet made out of it contains portions of the heart-shaped herbs
2: so her ai program that's always with her was able to analyze it and get all the missing data sort of like a jurassic park when they just plugged in frog data <laughs> here we go
0: well i'll give them credit unlike cool. the, unlike, unlike jurassic park where it just happens in this movie there is trial and error because remember it's like at first it's only 50% good and then then finally 99.8% yeah and they're like how will we know if it works
2: if it glows if it glows so they they print it up and all of a sudden it's beautiful
0: and it just starts glowing and she knows she has done it. So then we have Riri who has made her suit. We haven't seen the suit yet. Then Okoye has agreed to wear the terrible suits that they've the, she's been pushing <laughs> off on her. The Midnight
2: Angel suits that looked again, another dislike, not a massive one but the Midnight Angel suits looked horrible. I agree I, with you I, there. Well, I think that
1: was the point too, a little bit.
0: No. I hope th- I hope no. it wasn't the point. They should have looked a lot more <laughs> yeah. badass, but oof, that was crazy. I agree. So uh, then that leaves one thing left, right? We have the root. What do we do with the root? Of course we need a Black Panther. We need a protector of Wakanda. Well, Suri decides, hey, I'm might as i the I'm the queen. I might as well fucking take it because if it doesn't work, it's at least on me. Yeah. So this is coming into surprise too, and this is a great fucking scene. So you have Nakia helping her out with the, she was like, you can skip past some of the formal stuff. Just, you know, she does the things and she gives her the root. And then, of course, as you know, That takes you to the celestial realm. And of course, she's expecting to see her brother. She's expecting to see maybe her mother, maybe even her father. Uh All of a sudden, we're in the room and the room lights on fire. And there's a throne. The throne's there. We're in the throne room. And as she comes around the corner, I'm like, there's, I'm in my head at this point going, I know who's in that fucking chair. I wasn't wrong. I know we all, but I got excited every step. There's no noise. You can't see at all the person. Nope. I got every step so fucking excited yep and as she rounds the corner, all you hear is oh you didn't think you were gonna see me huh cause <laughs> It's fucking killmonger It was amazing. Eric is in the fucking chair in his white garb and she was like, but why why are you here? Why isn't that somebody else he was like because you did this out of vengeance He was like you keep what you thought you're gonna see your mother or your, 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 your brother you know you're not gonna see them they were good people. You know your mother gave up a lot for this fucking you know world and, and you know she had high hopes for you and and not to go that route and your brother your brother shit you know what your brother was a strong man and he was a good person but at the end of the day that was his weakness he was like but you need to see somebody stronger it could have been your grandfather because i'll tell you what your grandfather <laughs> would have i guarantee he would have given over that girl to those tokens he, he, he would, he would she would have been gone this would have never have happened yeah so but he wasn't about vengeance either. He, he's like, he took the coward's way out. Trust me, I know for personally. And then he goes, So that's why you got me because at the end of the day, when shit needs to get done, I'm the person. I'm the part of you that needs to get it done. And she's just kind of like passing it off and then she wakes up. And of course, instantly, who did you see? Nobody, nobody. And you think, it, you know, they think it didn't work until she fucking huffs. The, well, actually, punches this one thing across the Man, room, a, no. and they're like, okay, well, Black Panther's here.
2: Yep, <laughs> Yeah, the Black Panther shit worked. Um, there was a cool overall wallowing theme of the movie, too, um, which we just touched on. Shuri was not a big fan of the traditions and all no. that stuff. She was about technology. The traditions of Wakanda were bullshit. There was a little bit of strife between her and Ramunda because of this. So that's why you know, Nakia was just like, all right, we can skip some of the processes here and uh, just... Drink this down and do this. Um, at this point in the movie, big dislike. And it's not about Letitia Wright's acting. It's about the direction of Suri, the character. Very petulant, whiny child. And it was just like, I'm not feeling this.
0: Agreed. Let's <laughs> go back real quick, though, because I think we need to do it a disservice to the second uh, surprise. How was your reaction to Killmonger? Oh, my God. It was so cool. He looked amazing. And
2: it was just like, you know, he's it was full of Killmonger. He had, you know, the race scars all over his body, one for each kill. He had his hair up, he looked great, and it was like, hey, who do you think you're going to get? You're more like me than you think you are. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're fueled by emotion and wanting to get revenge and vengeance.
0: Awesome. And because of your people. Yeah. That was the underlying thing. It's It's because they killed your family and they've harmed your people. So now you want vengeance. I'm your guy. I'm the vengeance guy. I'm not going to tell you it's a bad idea. (laughs) So this is where, like, I I give you that. She does become kind of a whiner. We get the reveal to the people, you know, in the hills that there's a Black Panther. It is Suri. She has the power, of course, to test this. And Baku uh, gives her the, they do the little uh, arm wrestle standing up. And, of course, she puts his arm down. So he's like, all right, all right. (laughs) There is a Black Panther. Yep. And then she says, we're going to attack them. We've got a plan. The plan, as we find out, is that they have been uh, designing a machine to... They, they've figured out that the way that Nomura breathes on land is because of the moisture. So the moisture on his skin allows him to breathe. He breathes through osmosis through his skin. So what they're going to do is dry his ass out. And once again, that's where M'Baku kind of you know goes in. Like, he's a god. You're going to create war forever. You might want to rethink it. And she basically tells him to stay in line and take orders... And you're gonna be there, and of course, as as the soldier he is, he goes, "Okay, yep, I'm there. I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna leave you alone." So they load up the ship because they're not gonna fight in Wakanda. They're like, "We'll fucking meet him where he's at. Let's go." They won't they won't expect that. So,
1: so it was a bossy maneuver going out to sea for that.
0: So they create and uh, so re another uh, detector for vibranium and sets it loose so that would call pull them out. And once they're pulled out, they realize, oh shit, this is a trap. <laughs> and we get the final fight scene. It's yep. a giant boat and uh, Namor versus the Black Panther. We have, you know, the Midnight Angels. We got fucking Mbaku. And it's going the Wakandan's way quite well. And they get him in, they even get Namor in the ship and they start fucking toasting, them toasting <laughs> him out, trying to kill him. And then there's a turn on the ship because while everybody else was doing it, Namora. Ends up breaking the sonic uh, speaker underneath the boat that's actually keeping some of the Tolikans at bay. Yep. And then the tides turn on the ship. And meanwhile, Namor, being desperate, uses his vibranium staff to smash into the ship's hull and destroy it and bring the ship down. So they crash over a desert, but right next to the ocean. Yep. So we get our fight between them, and this is where, well, once again, before this fight starts, Nakia tries again to say, "Hey, where did who came to you in your vision?" And she refuses to tell. And as they're on the beach fighting, and at one, and she's fighting with vengeance, she keeps having further visions of you know, of further flashbacks to her vision of Killmonger telling her to just lean into it, yeah. yeah, this the kill his ass. You make him fucking pay. That's the only way people will go away and take you seriously if you make them pay, and. During all of this, we get a scene where finally Namor actually kind of looks like he almost kills Suri, stabbing her with the vibranium spear.
2: Yep. Goes right through her like Logan in a tree
0: stump. (laughs) And then Namor starts crawling his way to the fucking water because he's dying. Yeah. He is drying out and dying. And Surrey badass, dude, this is badass, though. Like, I get you about the whining, like, all yeah. up to this. is like, you killed my mom, and you killed my people. And, it's like, instead of being tough-ass about it, she's very whiny, and I agree yeah. with you there. But this is the badass. She fucking pulls the, she snaps the spear off and just pulls herself off of the fucking spear. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. And then she <laughs> takes the remnants of the spear, because it's double-sided, obviously, and goes over and rolls over Namor's ass. And you have the spear thing right next to his neck. And she's having her another flashback of fucking Killmonger saying, end him. Kill him. And then she gets a vision of her mother. And her mom basically gives her the, what are you doing? Yeah, You're better than this, da-da-da-da. And we have this nice little fucking moment. And finally she looks down at him and she goes, if you yield to me, I will let you live. And you call your people off and we will never tell people where you are. Basically, we can be allies, but you have to yield to me. And Namor yields. He yields. <laughs> and they go back to where we've had this big fighting scene all the time. And it's basically the Wakandans, M'Baku, Riri, Okoye, everybody is, the last remainder all surrounded. It looks like they're about to get it when they come back and Namor calls everybody off. Yep. And they all go back to Tolokan. And then we get them going back to Wakanda and... Joyous, the Wakandans are moving back in their houses. You know, you have you know Suri taking you know her queendom. Well, sorry, she's supposed to be showing up to take her queendom, but instead goes to Haiti.
2: Yeah, so M'Baku's um, is going to challenge for the throne, and so we're going to have King uh, Mbaku, and you're going to have Suri as a Black Panther at this point.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah. and I think that's wise as yeah. well, and I think that I think that was their plan kind of in yeah. a way because. M'Baku knew she wasn't going to be there because yeah, he because yeah. they talk yeah. they they show a scene where they and he goes do what you have to do yeah. I will take care of everything like very wise very you know yeah. and so she ends so she goes to Haiti and then we get a, a viewing of Namor and Tolokan. and Namora basically telling uh you know Namor hey I'm fucking disappointed in you 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 fucking yielded you gave in to these people what the fuck and he basically gives her this beautiful to <laughs> more speech by the way where he's like listen she's looking she's looking for an ally so we give her an ally but when the time is right she will have to the 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 the, the, the surface world will come after wakanda and we'll have to go there and then they'll owe us and as you see he's been painting on the wall because he's been painting these beautiful murals he's painting on the wall the black panther but with the serp feathered serpent Over it.
2: Yes. There's a battle between the Feathered Serpent and the Black Panther. Like, the actual, like, incarnations of them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking super cool. We're not going to go to the bonus scene yet. Because there is a bonus scene. They don't leave you hanging in Haiti. That's the little tease for the bonus scene. So... At this point in Juncture, also, we get at the end, Everett Ross is getting transported to a prison, and Okoye saves him from the pri- the <laughs> yeah. prison, giving the line, I never thought I'd see the day that a colonizer would be in chains. Yeah, and so they save Everett Ross, and he's like, you guys have got problems. <laughs> and they take off, and that's where we get the ending of the actual movie. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add uh, to the goods and bads? Let's talk it out. Uh, so uh, overall, really good. There was
2: some things like the Surrey development... In the beginning of the movie was very emo to say and sure. it kind of took me out also being called the black panther not seeing black panther till hour two was kind of rough these are minor negatives for me for me um but overall this was a great film it had a great introduction to namor it, you saw the characters you wanted to see that you could see and it was really well done
1: ron anything to add on uh, me it was like when it bogged down in a couple spots for like five ten minutes and those were the spots that you were like okay this is a two hour and 41 minute movie we probably could have taken this out i understand why they didn't but like when it bogged it bogged for a few minutes and you're just like ah all right let's go but then when it picked up it picked up um the action sequences weren't over the top you would think until you get to the final one i mean the the first one off the the thing in the water you know it was it was pretty quick so i mean it's like the action sequences weren't solid to get to the last one i really think it was enough to get you tasted going like all right all right so i kind of liked it like kind of scaled up like okay here's this little one here's this one a little bit better here's this one a little bit better than final like and i'm fine with it It, they tried to stack it a little bit better but that was a little eh
0: uh, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. It did back down a few times. That was one of my big negatives of the movie. Obviously, we listed off a ton of positives, but yeah. I, I'm just going to go with a little dislikes. So, by the way, I'm also with Diesel. My dislikes are very small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like they are overwhelmingly. Uh, I did actually like what they did with the action in this film because... In every other Marvel film, there's almost formulaic, and I I understand some people even said this movie was formulaic, and I don't think it was the Marvel, because there wasn't as much action as a normal Marvel Marvel movie, but with that, I thought that they mixed a great deal of the, the, I liked the stepping up, like you said, but I also liked the, in between, you got a lot of emotion, and then they did give it levity with some laughs, so I thought that they actually handled, I do think it could have been about 20 minutes to 30 minutes shorter, uh, with that being said, what do you cut? There's yeah. a couple places you could for sure, but I don't know what else you would cut. Uh, I do say that there is a lot of beautiful stuff that happens, though, yeah. the human side. What are you going to add something, Diesel?
2: Um, so, yeah, going on with the uh, the action scenes, I think it was a cool change of pace because every time we've seen Wakanda, it's been a massive battle. So doing this as a smaller battle, I kind of enjoy right. just for this movie because, you know, the first time we saw Wakanda, you know, and in action was Infinity War and Endgame, where it was a massive, right, full-scale battle. So seeing a you know, you know a boat fight essentially. Granted, it was a massive boat, but a boat fight. You know, it, not on their turf, on the open water. Yeah. Like it was kind of cool that they scaled it back because, all right, now we're redefining what Wakanda is going to do. So now we don't need to see the whole bloodied fields of
0: Wakanda. I, I liked how they kind of toned it back a little bit. Uh, I'm going to agree with Diesel here as well for the Suri part uh, for some of it because I did not like the hating Christians and emo portions. I <laughs> yeah. uh, thought, but I did like the yin and yang. I did like when you. I did like the fact that Suri is is in science and she's in technicals. But I did like the fact that she holds on to some of her mother and brother. But at the same time, she also is tempted and can. Get badass when need to yeah. be. I wish it wasn't whiny, but at the same point in Juncture, there's a reason why that Killmonger scene is there and it's perfect because it's, it's the yin and the yang. At the same time that you're like your mother and brother and very compassionate and very caring, you also have it in you to be a killer. Yeah. And you you the rage can consume you. <laughs> and the the trick is when it comes to the end in the more, you have to determine when the rage should be and when it should stop. Yeah. And I thought that they did a good job of telling that. I wish there was no emo parts in between yeah. though. I will say that. Uh, I also want to say that I thought that it was a beautiful story. And I love the fact that there was it was a great message in the story, but at no time did it feel didactic. No. At no time was I like, oh, man, they're beating me over the fucking head. It wasn't like that, you know, we talk about all the time, we're like the last Jedi, when it's like we get it. Rich people bad, poor people good. You know, we get it. You know, and I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that we get it. The same thing with the Joker, we're, with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I should say. We're going back to Endgame
2: with the, you know, The girl scene where it was just forced down your throat and you're just like, okay, this,
0: none of this movie felt pandering. Dude, I also want to point that out. This was a super cool woman <laughs> empowerment movie. Like, most of the movie, the badass scenes are all women. Yeah. Because you have, you know, whether it's Suri, Riri, and Okoye, or Ramondo being fucking badass, or Nakia being badass, or the group of them being badass. Really, the only badass guys that we see in it, there's the one Tolican warrior. Yep. And then you have Namora, so another female. Then you have Namor, and then you have... M'Baku uh, pretty yeah. much and I mean there's other fighters on the side but as far as your focal points and I want to say it didn't feel forced yeah. there's some people like oh here we go another women's empowerment I'm like dude it felt unforced you okay. obviously didn't see the movie I didn't I, until you just said it believe it or not yeah I knew it. I knew it because I watched it, but I never felt like, "Oh shit, it's all women and they're forcing it." No, it no. was fucking. It, it was organic. organic. Yeah. Yes, and it was fucking badass. I thought that they they killed it. Yeah, they did that phenomenally well. That's that's one of the things. But yeah, I love the fact that the message was there, and you get the message about people being like, in in the case of the Tolikans and the you're you're looking at like, hey, we were forced out of our homes, and our culture was stomped to shit. And Now people still stomp our culture to shit and they're you know That's why he speaks more of a Mayan Spanish and refuses to you know or native tongue and refuses to speak Spanish and 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 you get into this whole zone of that and I thought that that was really really kind of fucking cool And at the same time you have the Wakandans as as you know Hey, we're the most powerful nation in the world stop fucking with us. Yeah, and you know, and it's led by powerful black people And and it's it's one of those things where you're like fuck this is great but it never feels like oh they're beating me over the head with it in my opinion that I don't know if anybody disagrees with that
2: oh and then you you, even go with you know strong women characters I don't like her but uh, Fontaine just comes over takes control of every scene that she's in yeah you're just like and a villain yeah but you never feel it's not like Endgame where it's forced it's more like you know season two of the Mandalorian where you're watching the last episode be like wait it's all chicks on the ship except for him. Oh cool. They didn't like yeah. jam it down. It was just like organic and well done. And just
0: yeah. like that it was badass. Yeah. You know, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, way more positives, man. I got to yeah. say than negatives here. Uh I I let's get to the the bonus scene. I know we've been uh, like I said this is why we cut a lot cuz this is going to be a long review and we got the bonus scene and then we still have the game and stuff to go. So, bonus scene. Mid credit. That was pretty much it because at the yeah. end we got the the, the black panther so we'll will be return. back will return they didn't give us win uh but they, they we know the black panther will be back uh the mid-credit scene we got uh, Surrey in haiti and of course she went down there to to because on the invite of nakia and she asked her if she wanted to go with her and she said no i want to do this on my own and what she's doing is that earlier in the movie with her mother her mother said if we burn our mourning robe then we will be out of mourning and and your brother will always be with you. And she, once again, she balks at it because it's tradition. But now she sits on the the beach in, in Haiti and she burns her mourning wear for her mother and her brother and lets that go. And then Nakia walks down with a little boy. And mind you in the movie we were told that Nakia leaves Wakanda about six years ago Suri's very mad at her because she's like you left my brother you left us you left me and That's like a division in the movie And the reason we left this out is because of what happens here. So she walks down She's with this little boy and she sits down and she she introduces the little boy to Suri and says this is your aunt Suri and Suri starts putting it the fucking yeah. And she's like, huh? And this is the son of T'Challa and I can't remember what his name was, his his fake name yeah, that they yeah, give I for, out. I forget what it was. But then he goes, "I heard you're good at keeping secrets," and she goes, "I am." He goes, "That's not my real name. My real name is T- is T'Challa, son. No, uh, my name is T'Challa, son of King T'Challa." And she's just like, "So you have yeah. the next T'Challa, you have the next king." And I thought it was, I thought it was cool, but I also was like, "That's kind of a cap out." <laughs> yeah, honestly,
2: this part was just like, all right, I sat around for this. I don't give a fuck.
0: I mean, I thought it was fine, and it was cool, and it was nice, but it was like one of those things where you're like, I, I, I get it, but come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the, like, this was the second, you know, the second major silent moment after she starts burning the robes that it went silent. Yeah. And it was all memories of Chadwick Boseman in the show, in the movie. Uh, in all the movies, just like in the beginning, and it was like you know, movie hit home with that whole thing with twice, like salad twice. And so
2: like, I enjoyed because earlier in the movie, before we got the introduction to Namor in Wakanda, you know, she is saying uh, Queen Ramonda says that you know, I've I've sat down and he, your brother is still with us. I have you know felt his hand push my shoulder forward, and then Suri who's balking at the traditions and the 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 lore of Wakanda says that's just a construct of your, of your mind at the point that they're getting interrupted. You can tell queen Ramonda is about to drop a massive piece of information on Suri, but then gets interrupted. And this is what we find out because we find out also that queen Ramanda. Yes. Knew. yes. So that was a very important part of this as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, the young man, by the way, his name was divine love Kanaru son and it was Tucson. Oh, that's right. Tucson. Tucson. And then, uh, he is, uh, His real name is T'Challa. So, I thought that I, I, like I said, I liked it in one aspect, but another, I was like, "Yeah, I wish it just was something just slightly different." Just, just that once again, like you said earlier, not enough to bother me, but enough that I was like, "I wish it was just a little different." As
2: an overwhelming part of Phase Four, I'm not feeling Phase Four of the MCU. Like, like I said when we got out, like. One of my detractors is, like, this was WandaVision the movie because it was dealing with all the grief and, you know, moving on from death part. And whereas, like, at least with this, I wasn't as annoyed as I was with WandaVision. I was enjoying the ride. But, like, Phase 4 as a whole has
0: kind of been a letdown to me. Okay. I, I, can, yeah. see I yeah. can see that. I can see that. I'm going to be honest with you. Phase 4 wasn't so bad for me because then I remember Spider-Man No Way Home and also uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. I... I, I I like those those were enough to bring me out of it but I can understand and low key as well so I've actually liked the multiverse stuff with the exception of yes there's a lot of grief (laughs) so I don't know if it's brought it down I hope phase 5 is a little more upbeat if you will yeah because we're not getting an actual king until phase 5 like we need a big bad for the
2: overwhelming arc of the phase and being sad isn't the big bad arc.
0: <laughs> well, this is the this is the last official project good. of Phase Four. Yes, uh, the there is a jo- the the holiday special, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, is kind of like a midway thing. It's not quite Phase Five. It's also not Phase yeah. Four. It's in the middle, according to Kevin Fahey and James Gunn. And then we kick it off with Quantum Mania, yeah. obviously, yeah. and the appearance of Kang. So uh, we'll see where we go. Like I said, I am not as disappointed because I still think that there was enough good there. I was a big fan of you know. Uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was a big fan of She Hulk, although that was kind of separate from, I mean, yeah, I, you can I, count it in, but it's kind of separate from everything, but it yeah. was still a lot of fun. I thought it was just a lot of fun. I did, I did really love Low Key. I thought that was probably one of the best TV shows they've done, in my opinion. I, I, I enjoyed Hawkeye. The Hawkeye was good. And I liked, the, uh, but that was more, once again, that's kind yeah, of like I, she, well, no, that's like She Hawk to me in a way because it's not quite, right. it's kind of like adjacent. Even though, yes, I understand we got some characters that are going on to do other things, it's still kind of adjacent to me of the actual story, in my opinion. It's not like deep, deep, deep in, whereas like WandaVision was deep in obviously so uh, and even with no way home you get a lot of that grief and pain because we lost peter parker technically spider you know nobody knows that peter parker spider-man now (laughs) you know except for maybe the guardians and thor because there's there's technically if
1: they do it in the comics yeah
0: right right because uh they uh, the the excuses they're off planet and hulk is excuses because he doesn't forget shit yeah magic don't work on hulk
1: yeah well it's it's Banner forgets, but Hulk remembers. Hulk remembers, because
0: Hulk, yeah. once again, it doesn't work on Hulk. It, <laughs> it works on Banner, yeah. it doesn't work on Hulk. But yeah, so like, there's, But I mean, it's still a sad ending, you know what I mean? And then there's the weird ending of, of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I digress. We're talking about Wakanda forever here. Let's get back on track. That is going to do it for the Spoiler Full Review. You know what? It's time. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> well, last week, Diesel had the championship and lost it. A week later, Ron is your reigning champ. Can Diesel regain the throne? Or is Ron going to keep uh, on trucking as your champion? It, right. We'll find out moment. it's time to play the game. The game is we're going to take internet scores from around the internet and go, booyah, kasha, whoever comes close to the number without going over. Also known as Price is Right rules. We'll get the point. Whoever has the most points wins. Of course, the final question, if it's a tiebreaker, we'll be closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties. And if it's got to be worth two points to make it interesting, we'll make that happen as well. Gentlemen, are you ready to play the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Diesel, you are the challenger. You go first. IMDB out of 10 using points. What did they give Wakanda Forever? 9.1. Ron. I'll go 5. Ron gets the 7.4 out of 10. Trifling bitches. <laughs> Ron, Metacritic. Critic scores only, of course, on Metacritic. Out of 100%, what did they give Wakanda Forever? 80. 81. <laughs>
2: Oh, we're going to win player. Oh.
0: <laughs> you both busted 67%. It's all you got to remember. The critic scores are always lower on Metacritic. No, I think I, for really good movies, was, you're at like a 75. I, I knew, 67 is actually a good score there. I was planning on going over on that one. Oh, okay. And that was my line with him. <laughs> all right. So one point to nothing still for Ronald. Diesel, you get to go first here. This is Rotten Tomatoes' critic score. Remember, this is the critic score. Out of 100%, what did they give Wakanda Forever? Seventy-four. Okay, Ron. Yeah. You say seventy-four. I'll go down. I'll go down to forty. Forty for Ron. Seventy-four for Diesel. Diesel ties it up. It was eighty-four percent. Oh. Ron, you're next. Rotten Tomatoes. Out of hundred percent, this is the fan score. What did they give Wakanda Forever? Eighty-five. Diesel.
2: I, I should give you a little bit buffer because I was thinking eighty-eight, but no, fuck you, eighty-six. <laughs>
0: All right, Diesel at 86, Ron's at 85, and... Diesel gets the point, 95%, so he's leading 2-1. So the final will be worth two points, and it is closest to the number. We're coming to down to the end. Diesel, you get to go first because you're the challenger. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Wukanda Forever? 94. Ron. 95. Oh, oh going to get that. Well, out. guess what? We have a winner. Are you ready? <laughs> Probably Diesel. Nope, that's not the that's not the sound because we I said we had a winner. Your winner, and new champion Diesel, eighty eight percent. eighty eight percent. That seems low. Google, that that seems- is low for Google users, but eighty eight percent for Google users. There you have it. That is what the internet thought of Wakanda Forever. Now it is time for to give our scores. Of course, we're gonna give the nerd score first, followed by my critic score. And the nerd score is as simple. It is a combination of our critic score, entertainment score, and recommendation. So it's three parts. If one of them is lower and something is, a little, you know, if it's a little lower than the critic, but it's very entertaining, that can raise the score because at the end of the day, it's a recommendation. So it's not, it doesn't always reflect our critic score because it's three parts. There's five levels. There's no points in between. It just falls into one of the five tiers. The five tiers are as such. A one is no. That means it's a terrible movie. You should never see it. No. Two is You've Been Warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it's also not good. You probably shouldn't watch it, so you've been warned. A three is, ah, uh, it's good. That means it's an average to good movie. You're not going to regret seeing it. It's 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 good, you know, but you shouldn't go out of your way to see it. If it just happens to be on or you have some extra time, go ahead and watch it. It's not going to be a waste of your time, but it's also not going to change your life. A four is... Is just take my money that is the very good to great films These are films that are essential to see these are movies that are are in a class of where you're going to watch them on the regular you're not going to just see them once you're probably going to watch it twice or three times you might even put it in your whatever rotation you have whether that's a yearly rotation or a bi-yearly or whatever rotation these are essential films everybody needs to see because they're great and last but certainly not least is the rarefied air that is known as certified nerd these are the classics these are the epics if you will jaws jurassic park the original Halloween from 1978, and so many more have hit that rarefied air this year alone as a unanimous, not just one one of us voted for, two of us voted for, but as a unanimous Spider-Man, no way home clerks three, the Batman, and because I still haven't seen it, we're going to count it, Amsterdam <laughs> has all hit that rarefied air as unanimous. Now, that I, I could change if I see Amsterdam and I don't give it a five. We'll keep you posted. I just, I'm just i going to have to see it in streaming. I just yeah. I didn't have time to get back to see it. Football season was a bitch, man, <sighs> with my kid in the varsity stuff. Thankfully, that's over. Now we're into wrestling season. I, I have I a did. little extra time. Okay, so with that, guys, we got to get the scores. Ron, we're going to start with you. What is your nerd score for Wakanda Forever and why?
1: Alright, overall this is not the original Black Panther. It is its own story. I think that's why they really pushed it as Wakanda Forever. They just taglined Black Panther on it just so people would know where it was sitting. I get it. You know, obviously the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I think Marvel kind of had an idea that uh, unfortunately was going to happen because he didn't really give it out to people. But I think Marvel knew, so that's why this story is actually as good as it is. But I don't think it's five, so I'm giving it a four. It's a solid movie. I did enjoy it. I don't think it's up there as a solid five like i'll watch it probably one more time in theaters uh because i got a lot of free time for the next six weeks uh but you know like fuck you by the way (laughs) it's uh i mean (coughs) my voice hurts
0: with all my all the love in the world (laughs) fuck you uh
1: i mean it is a solid story it is definitely a story we needed to see i am fine with it i just don't think it's uh a five so it's definitely a four for me
0: diesel your nerd score all right i'm
2: actually gonna go higher than ron i am at a five um it might be uh recency bias but like i actually enjoyed this movie going experience more than i enjoyed spider-man no way home doctor strange i do have some gripes about it but not enough to knock it off of this epic movie that it was it's a
0: five for me well that leaves me for my nerd score i'm gonna say this Uh, I I went back and forth. I'm going to agree with Ron in this. I do not think it was better than the original Black Panther. With that being said, the original Black Panther, I gave a 9 out of 10 to if you don't remember. (laughs) So it's a pretty damn good movie. But with that being said, I still loved it a lot. So I'm going to decide with Diesel on this. I'm getting a 5. I'm certifying a nerd. And the reasons being is when I was looking at the ones that we have certified nerd this year, No Way Home, in particular, No Way Home and The Batman because they're both comic book movies. I looked at it and went, I didn't like this necessarily more than No Way Home. However, I did like it more than the Batman. And they were both about the same runtime. So I thought that there was a lot of... You could have cut out of the Batman. And you really, we really could have gotten down, you know, to closer to two hours there. With this, yeah, I agree. I'm always like, we could cut something. But even with the... As a whole, and even with my problems with it, I feel like it was still very good. That doesn't mean the Batman's still not certified nerd. Because it is. It didn't change my opinion on it. I'm just saying, when I compared it to other movies like it. And I also have to say... It wasn't as emotional as Clerks 3. So I couldn't even put it on that scale because that was an emotional roller coaster. and I think that's why that actually was a certified nerd to me. But it was a close second. It was more emotional to me than No Way Home and The Batman. As
2: the crier of the group, I saw all the spots where they wanted me to. They got me zero times.
0: Yeah, they didn't get me on the (laughs) the There was no Endgame (laughs) 3. I will say this. I didn't tear up, but I did have the emotion when uh, Ramonda dies. I, I didn't have, like... I didn't have the physical reaction. You know, like when, you know, when we're talking about Clerks 3 and, and, uh, spoiler alert, Dante dies, I had that physical, like, fucking Niagara Falls. You know what I mean? I I did it twice, back to back. Yeah, but in in this case, I didn't have that, but I I knew it was supposed to be emotional. It's not like it, it missed on me. Uh, With that being said, it's going to be weird because usually movies that go for a five, I give an eight and a half to. I'm actually giving this an eight and a quarter. I couldn't side on if I was going to give it an eight or an eight and a half. And I just didn't think it was good enough for an eight and a half, in my opinion. Once again, I gave Black Panther a nine. Uh, Black Panther was amazing. This movie also very good. But I wouldn't say it was better than Black Panther. So that's why it's kind of a little bit down. Some of the minuses kind of start to trickle in a little bit more. But with that being said, it's still a great fucking movie. Because an eight and a quarter, which I rarely use a quarter, I usually try to stick to the half scale. I think it's a pretty good goddamn place and certified nerd. Well, hopefully all of you out there uh, listen. And if you have an opinion, hit us up on social media. Do not spoil it if you hit us up on social media. But if you would like to talk spoilers, how do they do that? Where do they hit us up on, Diesel? 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. That's right. Don't be an asshole and spoil movies for people. So non-spoiler talk, and we can kind of dance around it on the on the social medias. If not, hit us up on that email. Of course, next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be the brand new movie, The Menu, which comes out this week. We will be going to see it, and we're going to have a lot of fun there as well. Well, if you would like to know the social medias to hit us up on, or anything else to do with the 3FN Podcast, whether it's the Patreon link, whether it's the Public link, whether it's Friends of the Show, the Musical Directory, or the local sponsors, you can find that all at the one-stop shop that is known as 3FNPodcast.com. Hit that up, and that's how you can get a hold of us. Ron, you have some business to take care of. One out of ten stars. You've got
1: to be kidding me. For the love of God, do not see this movie in the theaters. I was ready to walk out after the first hour. Every scene could have been predicted and it seemed nobody wanted to kill off any of the characters, despite the fact that none of them had been developed worth a damn. When Gandalf, wizard, died, I was actually happy. I figured the more deaths, the closer we would be to the ending of this boring excuse of a movie. This was quite possibly the worst piece of cinematic crap I have ever seen, and I saw Freddy Got Fingered, in fact. I dozed off twice and had to be shaken by my fiancé, who was also fighting the desire to get the hell out of this theater as soon as possible. About the ending, this makes... Uh, the makers of this movie could learn a thing or two from George Lucas about how to construct a trilogy. This weak-ass cliffhanger guaranteed one thing: I will not be back for the sequels. I recently read the No Spin Zone by Bill O'Reilly, and in in his discussion in the dumbing down of the television viewing public, and this many so that so many brainwash automations think this is five stars would work of art has me fearful for our future as a sub- Supposedly advanced civilization. I pray for us all. One out of ten stars. You've got to be kidding me. Lord of the Rings just
0: sucks people.
2: I, I mean, they did vote in Trump.
0: <laughs> I, I, just, I just want to say, whenever you quote Bill O'Reilly, we have a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> Idiocracy is now, now becoming I just, a documentary. I'm just throwing it out there. When you look to George Lucas on how to construct a good
2: trilogy. Oh.
0: hi oh. <laughs> They obviously didn't watch the prequel trilogy. hi oh I,
2: I know I'm the defender of Return of the Jedi, but come on, you're really going to go after George fucking Lucas for a good trilogy? Piss off!
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. We all know this, but I still went to see all those movies on debut night, so they were good enough for me to watch them. I'm not saying that they're better. I'm not saying that they're better than uh, Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I know all the flaws there, but that's just my preference, okay? But I, I'm not saying that they're terrible. I'm not I, with Ron on it. I would rather watch Avatar's trilogy than I would watch Lord of the Rings. That's bullshit. No, I'm I not even... Give me, give me the rings all day. Now oh, the Hob- fuck that. Now, the Hobbit movies, never seen them and have no desire. <laughs> but fuck you, man. Oh. I will take the rings over Avatar. Avatar's trash, bro. Oh, it is trash. Save, but- your, save your time. Watch Pocahontas or Dances with Wolves. Call it a day. <laughs> and <laughs> Wakanda Forever.
2: Yeah, Wakanda Forever, <laughs> baby. You can't jerk off to Pocahontas without getting put on a list.
0: I mean, that's only if you get caught. Oh, you guys are just taking an L.A. I don't know. You have, you're have around some people at this game shop, Diesel, that would disagree with you heavily, especially the animated one. It's all legal if they're drawings. Oh, Jesus. Did you feel good about that? No, I hope I, didn't. You, I hope you did it, And I hope all of you at home are booing this man currently. With that being said, though, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. We will be back next week, same bat time and same bat channel to bring you the 3FN movie review of The Menu. And remember, the week following that will be Glass Onion. Until then, for myself, for the nerds, all I have left to say is take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Baku forever. Lord of the Rings just sucks people.